At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. That's a catchy tune. That's uh, Wes Reynolds on trumpet, Brady Cannon on the drums. This is Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show. Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans, Brady Cannon on vacation this week. Uh, Wes, you're the guy who deserves some time off. You nailed it last week. No stress, Wes. Drives into the winner's circle at the BMW Championship with Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Cantley. Look at you trying not to smile. You had both guys in the playoff last week, and that's a good feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I wish it could all be, you know, every single week, Matt. I mean, why, why shouldn't it be that easy, right? So, uh, you know, finally nice to get an easy one because we know uh, whenever you hit a golf future, it's never freaking easy. I mean, it's not easy to do here, so it's nice to get one, two there. And plus, we had a very uh, entertaining playoff, I would say, and very entertaining down the stretch as Cantlay and DeChambeau really put gap between the field they went six playoff holes of course uh the moment they're on 14 in regulation where Bryson DeChambeau asked Patrick Cantlay to stop walking and Patrick Cantlay was like yeah I'm walking in these putts beesh <laughs> it's oh, basically wow. what yeah. he said you know without really saying it but uh Patrick Cantlay also I thought played the interview very well in the post round uh you know because he's a guy that tends to be a little bit uh socially awkward I would say like Bryson DeChambeau uh, uh I think at monikers for those guys but uh Patrick Patrick Cantlay uh, dubbed it dubbed it Patty Ice. He said he was hearing that nickname, Patty Ice. So maybe that's going to stick for Cantlay. We certainly know that Cantlay and DeChambeau, they aren't being sent out on Friday four ball together with Steve Stricker. Patrick Cantlay will probably be with Xander Shoffley pretty much throughout that event. But Patrick Cantlay sets the record in terms of shot length for strokes gained putting, almost 15 strokes, 14 and a half to be exact. And shot length started back in 2005. And Patrick Cantlay just made everything. Uh, whether you what do you want to call him? Patrick can't miss or Patrick can play. Whatever you want to call him, you call him a winner. And he's now the first player to win three events this year. 
I was going to say, what's the secret to your success last week when you handicapped this tournament? I think um, the putting aspect was a big part of it for you. Yeah, and and look, we often say that putting is the hardest, really the hardest statistic or hardest metric to really wrap wrap your head around in terms of uh, handicapping that because it has so much variance. But he but puts well in those type of greens, right? He does, yeah. and and he absolutely did last week. And uh, look, and Bryson DeChambeau putted pretty darn good, too, except for the playoff where he left a few shorts. He had a chance to put cap can't lay away, actually, several times. But Bryson DeChambeau really made his money off the tee last week. I think he gained like eight strokes off the tee. That was double everybody else in the field except for Rory McIlroy last week. So, you know, Bryson was right there and then you know as the playoff went on and as the beers were flowing and they didn't close off the beer cells the crowd were getting on Bryson DeChambeau of course a little bit so you know and I kind of wish that they would stop it and I part of me wants to feel bad for him but part of me is like when you have these awkward moments and as many awkward moments as DeChambeau has like that Patrick stop walking moment Mm -hmm. where he was probably technically right but he's only going to come across bad there he kind of brings a lot of this grief upon himself I think from the spectators and from the golf public. Well, one thing, you know, this was a dramatic playoff, and I know a lot of people thought it was um, just great theater. I was not uh, that caught up in it because I disliked both players. Yeah, I was mentioning that, too. I was like, man, you know, I'm glad I have a winner coming here, but it's like, who the hell do I root for? That's why I was asking Twitter. I was like... Who, who do you guys have? Do you guys have Cantlay or DeChambeau? I'll root for you so you guys can get winners because these both of these players I do think are kind of hard to root for. Well, Patrick Cantlay is such a slow player. Yes. You know you're a slow player when you annoy Bryson DeChambeau because yeah. you play so slow. He makes Kevin Na yeah. look like yeah. Loyola Marymount of the 1980s in college basketball. Two of the slower players in the world. Yeah, these are two of the slowest players in the world. And then, uh, you know, DeChambeau is just a circus freak anyway who's trying to swing so hard <laughs> it looks like his head's going to pop off at times. Uh, but those guys played great golf last week. You happened to give them their due. And, uh, you know, I had some guys who were in the hunt. But ultimately, West, they ended up, not, you know, seven or eight strokes back at 20 under. Not good enough in a tournament where the guys tied at 27 under. 27 under. That's absolutely a, ridiculous, considering they were four under at Olympia Fields last yeah. year in a playoff. See, so, yeah, that's the one thing I did not like about it is uh, the course is too easy. These guys just yeah. crush the course. In a playoff format, put a tougher test out there when for the When you players. can lose on strokes gain approach like Bryson DeChambeau did for the weekend, still shoot 27 under, you know you got an easy course, and having those short par fours you can drive obviously made it much easier. Yes, it did. So Patrick Cantley shoots down Bryson DeChambeau in the playoff. All right, this is Long Shots. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, the number one rated golf betting show on the planet. Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds, and we are bringing in Mackenzie Kramer today, ESPN Stats and Info researcher for the Daily Wager Show. And I guess we'll call him a professional poker player, too. This is our member guest segment. Uh, Mackenzie, welcome in today, man. How you doing? Pretty good. I don't know if I'd call myself a professional, but uh, definitely I like to consider myself a pretty good amateur. But uh, thanks for inviting me on. First time, long time. Look at him with all those chips in front of him, that big stack, and he's not calling himself a professional. And a trophy, right? I think that makes him a professional. All right, Mackenzie Kramer with us. (laughs) Did uh, Were you as fortunate as Wes Reynolds last week where you nailed one or both of the guys in the playoff at the BMW Championship? Uh, yeah, I actually had Bryson at 28 to one last week. I missed the early 35 to one numbers. 
I've had such bad luck recently in terms of the 54-hole leaders and, and guys who just – I had Sam Burns when he missed a four-foot putt when I put it to have a great hedge again, uh, in the playoff that week against, I believe, Answer. I had J.T. Poston when he was out of bounds by six inches. I've had <laughs> such bad luck recently late in uh, all these tournaments where I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to a concert that night. I'm not going to watch this playoff. Hopefully not watching it will actually allow my guy to win and – course it still didn't work out for me so uh, i caught up on it later but uh, at least i was able to get a nice hedge on Cantlay. i was going to ask you so how did you hedge that because a lot of people ask me do you hedge golf bets and i said only if i know only if you know with uh you know near certainty that it's going to be one of two guys who are going to win the tournament on sunday and i have one of the guys or if it's if i have two of the three something like that it's, it's very difficult to hedge golf and i thought going into this sunday it was uh, it was going to be Bryson or Cantley, and it seemed rather obvious. So how how did you play it? Yeah, I mean, like I also had tickets on uh, Rory and Sergio pre-tournament, so I had a lot of the guys who were who could have potentially chased and gotten their way into the mix as well. So Cantley was the only guy I really wanted to get exposure on, so I added plus one eighty before <clears throat> on Sunday morning, and then when I went to the playoff itself, I just I hammered Cantley minus one hundred five to you know probably get you know, a quarter, a quarter of the, of the money I would have won. So, uh, I mean, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm mostly with you. Like I don't like to hedge that much unless I know it's one guy or the other. Like I mentioned the Sam Burns thing a couple of weeks ago, that was a seven way playoff. So mm-hmm. there's no real clean hedge out of that. But last week you're right. Like but both those guys are running away with that. I thought it was a pretty clear hedge opportunity. Yeah. That was like the uh, situation. I found myself at the Wyndham championship, having Russell Henley looking like he's going to go wire to wire. He ended up not even making the playoff, but six way playoff there at the Wyndham championship won by my partner, Matt humans with Kevin Gisner at 55 to one. But when you get that leaderboard bunch so much, uh, guys, it's so hard to hedge, but you very rarely get a spot like last week where you could have hedged out with either Cantlay or Bryson. But speaking of Patrick Cantlay, McKenzie, he'll start off 10 under par here at the Tour Championship. He is the leader, of course, in the FedEx Cup. A couple years ago, they went to this staggered scoring format, so just to kind of explain it for the listeners and viewers, 10 under par, Cantlay, Tony Fee now starts at 8 under, Bryson DeChambeau 7 under, John Rahm 6 under, Cameron Smith 5 under, so this goes all the way down, staggered to, I believe, uh, players 26 to 30 start at even par. So, like, when you're betting this event, McKenzie, and I think this is one of the tougher events, and I made that comment on Twitter last night, this is kind of a, a really, you know, I guess crappy event to bet necessarily because you have two different markets here, and it's just so hard to catch up from behind to win the actual tour championship. So which market did you play, if at any, did you play just the tour championship market, which includes the staggered scoring, or did you go with the 72-hole market, like with Xander Schauffele winning last year when he was the low 72 hole score yeah i mean to your point yeah this is honestly my least favorite event uh, all season basically to bet on so thanks for having me on this week <laughs> i think you only really looked at the top four guys in the leaderboard i don't think anybody beyond that really has that great of a chance to win like you know if you even guys like justin thomas and jordan speed at minus four like they're still six shots behind cantlay and john rahm is playing so well right now it's so hard to go against john rahm and that's actually my pick right now. I know it's the chalky pick. I don't think I've ever made a four to one golf bet in my life until this week, but you know, that's what the staggered scoring. That's what you got to do. You look at the last 24 rounds. He's gained 14 more strokes than any other player in the field. And the gap between him and number two is bigger than the gap between uh, the number two player and the number 10 player. And the other guys at the top, I'm not overly uh, fond of this week. Well, you mentioned Patrick Kelly, obviously with his last week. He gave 
14.6 strokes putting last yes. week, which is also part of the reason why the Bryson loss was so tilting for him. Just because 14.6 strokes, and that's over double the best uh, there had for that point. He only gained 1.2 strokes tee to green. So, and Cantley's course history here, not all that great. He's lost strokes to the field three, his last three times here. Um, so Cantley at minus 10. I, I, I think the number's pretty fair, and I don't like to overrate course history, but I think between the course history and the super hot putting week last week, yep. I'm not really on Cantlay. Bryson, I don't know if the course really fits him all that well with his go- bomb and gouge style. I thought last week was perfect for him. I'm not totally sure about this week. Uh, Tony Finau, even Finau, like, yes, he has the win, but if you look at his last six measured events, he's lost strokes tee to green in five of them. So he's playing well, but he's not playing out of his mind well like John Rahm is. So to me, Rahm at six under, I think – at four to one to win, I've gotten him at. I've seen like seven to one to uh, win without starting strokes. I haven't bet that one yet, but the more I, I start to think about it, it's like if I'm taking him four to one to come back from four strokes down to win, I might as well just also take him seven to one to win without the starting mm-hmm. stroke. So that's probably going to be high play it. All right, Wes, talk about that a little bit if you can here. This is the third year for the starting strokes yes. format, which has players beginning between 10 under and even par, depending on their positions here at Eastlake Golf Club in Atlanta for the FedEx Cup finale. Top 30 golfers in the field. Can For those who might not be familiar with it, can you explain the starting strokes format? And also, even though Circus Sports and the Westgate didn't put it up, you can bet a 72-hole uh, winner that's exclusive of the uh, starting sc- strokes uh, formula, right? Yeah, and I know a lot of the international books have uh, two different markets. I believe BetMGM has it. Uh, right. I'm not sure if DraftKings does. I know BetMGM for sure does have this market where they price a 72-hole market. And if you read some of the various tipsters, and a lot of whom have come on this program, Long Shots, they're playing that 72-hole market because this is only the third year, as you mentioned, Matt, that they've had this format. And look... You can come back from a few strokes back, but not to McKenzie's point. You can't really go that far down the board. So if you're like, well, Eric Von Royen has been playing great over the last month, one of the best players out there, but he starts at even par. So you're not going to be able to come from 10 strokes back and win the tour championship because they change this because they want the tour championship winner to also be the FedEx Cup winner. So you go back to 2019 and you can see on the graphic when you're watching here, Rory McIlroy, 500 par was his starting score and he shot 13 under 267 to go to 18 under and ended up winning and then Dustin Johnson only shoots 11 under which I think would have put him like fourth or fifth overall in the tournament but when you add those 10 strokes that's why he was 21 under par Xander Schauffele shot I believe 15 under in terms of on a score at 265 him and Justin Thomas ended up finishing the runner up with the staggered score and so that's why to McKenzie's point this is such a tough event to bet on necessarily and you really have to look at what market you're betting if you're betting the tour championship market like what McKenzie was saying John Rom four to one but seven to one or six to one wherever you shop for the lowest score here over 72 holes all right you look at uh like at the let's see circus sports in the Westgate Sam Burns with the starting strokes format he is uh, beginning six strokes back and he's at 45 to one I see a bet MGM Sam Burns is 28 to one so uh, which way would you rather play that Wes I would rather have him to be the 72-hole scorer, and we're getting into that here in the final segment when we get to our picks. I would rather play low 72 holes. But to McKenzie's point, if you're playing John Rahm, you might as well split it and go – 
the with the with starting strokes and also with the low 72 strokes. All right. So if you follow Wes Reynolds on Twitter, and why would you not, at Wes Reynolds 1, uh, he's, he tweeted today, the Tour Championship really is the worst golf betting event of the season, but we'll try to find a way. Uh, <laughs> and so we are trying to find a way here on Long Shots, Matt. Uh, McKenzie, how has your golf betting year uh, gone in 2021? You said you've had a lot of tough luck losers. How many winners have you hit? Uh, I, I was doing, I had in spring and early summer, I was having some, one of the best golf years of my life, but I've been on such a, I've been on such a cold streak. You mentioned Henley at the Wyndham. I had that him that week too. I just had so many close calls. Luckily I've been able to uh, do relatively well on head to heads and I've had some good hedge opportunities again with last week too. So I was able to make last week pretty profitable, but I'm looking to get, I'm looking uh, for the start of next season. The fall swing seasons were my favorite uh, betting weeks of the year, just because there's so many new guys out there. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to the 2021 season ending to be honest, to be honest with you. Do you have, uh, we all have our certain players we like to play and sometimes we play a guy every week until he wins. Who are some of the guys that you look to play? most frequently uh i i mean ball strikers are are guys that i like to target so the guys who hit the ball great uh t degree and especially the strokes gained off the t and an approach those are the guys i normally target and you guys are talking about sam burns burns is actually i've actually sprinkled a little bit on him uh 33 to 1 without the starting strokes this week too so he's been a guy i've been on a lot recently especially when you can get him on bermuda greens like this week he's the best bermuda putter in the field and his ball striking has been really really good recently so he's been a guy that i've been on a bunch recently and i was also uh, riding him a bunch uh uh, during the summer. Matt, it's a good idea to be on McKenzie's side here in the game mm-hmm. of golf. Of course, uh, McKenzie uh, Kramer uh, carried our buddy, who is the host of that Daily Wager program on ESPN, Doug Kazarian, and that draft that we have. We have a draft here in Las Vegas for every major, and they absolutely nailed it at the PGA Championship with Phil Mickelson getting him deep in the draft. So uh, McKenzie Kramer carrying the weight for that Daily Wager tag team and oh, got thought, the win. I thought Doug did all the handicapping. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm the first round leader that week too, and Connors too. Yes, <laughs> you were. You get. You were all over it. For Mickelson, I took KH Lee over Mickelson though, so I don't get a lot of credit for Mickelson. I just hope Doug's recovered from that neck injury that forced him to withdraw from the uh, V-CIN <laughs> golf tournament at, uh, at Prim Valley. All right, he was at the uh, after show though. Uh, Mackenzie, I'm with you this week. I was at the, you know, on the odds board that applies to starting strokes format. I think John Rahm would be the one I would have to play at 4-1. to one. I was also looking at uh, Tony Finau at 7. I like Rom a little bit better. Justin Thomas, Sam Burns were guys I thought had a shot. But uh, how difficult is it to play this type of board uh, with the starting strokes worked in? And last year, correct me if I'm wrong, I bet Xander Shoffley in this event. I think he had the low score for the week, but I didn't cash because Dustin Johnson had like a five-stroke lead mm-hmm. at the start. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the, how easy the last two tournaments were, and I, I typically hate when the winner's at 27 under, too, but if you're going to have the winner be 27 under, to me, that's the event to put the starting strokes with, because the winner at this tournament's usually in like the minus 11, minus 13 range, so it's so difficult to come back if you're pretty far down the board. If you can shoot 27 under, then maybe you can bet a guy like Eric Van Ruyen at an mm-hmm. event like this, but it's just so hard at East Lake. I kind of wish that the Tour Championship were at one of these easier courses. Yeah, and to your point, and I agreed when you talked about Bryson here, this is not a bomb and gouge type course, this Donald Ross design, so you're not getting 20 under, and plus they did renovate that course. I remember Tiger went like 20-something under here a few years 
years ago, and they renovated it here, so a much tougher test. Mackenzie, got about 90 seconds left here. Wanted to get your thought on who you think are going to be the Ryder Cup selections uh, for Team USA or who you would go with at this standpoint. Oh, man. I, I mean, this is so- – I, I don't have a list in front of me, but uh, I mean, I don't, I think that Harris English has been the guy that a lot of people are debating on. I tend to think he's going, I, the, the one guy that I'm really curious what happens is with Patrick Reed, just because Reed hasn't been playing in the tour champ in any of the FedEx Cup playoffs. He's playing this week. I think he's playing because, you know, he needs to put up a pretty good showing or they could easily skip him over. There's already so many chemistry in, uh, issues on the, American team between the Bryson stuff and the Brooks stuff and, and, you know, everything else that goes on with the team. So if they can find a way to leave Patrick Reed off, I could see them wanting to do that. And his recent illness is a very good excuse too. So I think this is a really, really big week for Patrick Reed to see uh, how he does. Cause if he struggles this week, I can easily see them trying to leave him off the team, which would be a shame because I love watching Patrick Reed at the Ryder cup, but uh, I hope, I hope he's got a decent week. So that, that's, that's kind of what I'm rooting for in terms of the Ryder cup. Yeah, if I were the captain, I could probably leave him off. <laughs> of course. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't be a tough decision for me. All right, Mackenzie Kramer, ESPN Stats and Info Researcher for Daily Wager, and we're going to call you a pro poker player as well. Hey, thanks for jumping on Long Shots this week. Thanks for having me on. really appreciate it. Follow him on Twitter at MacNova. He's a Villanova guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, chemistry with the U.S. team, you've already got Bryson – and Brooks, who hate each other. And I would think most guys on the team don't like Bryson or Brooks either. Mm-hmm. And then you got Patrick Reed, who nobody on the team probably yeah. likes. Uh, do you think chemistry issues are going to be a problem for the U.S. and the Ryder Cup? They certainly could be. But if you look on talent, we were talking uh, with, with with our guests last week, and it's like, you know, the talent gap, because t- Team Europe is kind of in transition right now. Yeah. You have top-end guys. You have Rom, and you have McElroy, of course, at the top of the board. But you get down there at the bottom, you're kind of getting some older players that are hanging on, but yet you have this young generation of guys starting to win on the European Tour in their early 20s that that probably aren't ready for this type of competition against that kind of pressure because they've been beaten up on some weak fields on the European tour. So I think just from a talent standpoint with Team USA, and by the way, we didn't mention in the open, Patrick Cantlay officially clinched that six spot. So you look at the six captains picks for Stricker, Finau, Spieth, I think, and Xander Schauffele, total locks. And then we'll see what they do. By the way, this is the last week because next mm-hmm. week around this time, we knew, we'll know who the Ryder Cup teams are for whistling straights. There's going to be no tournament next week, right? On the, the PGA Tour, we're taking a week off. Yeah. Or is and, it two and, weeks? So it's, it's at least one week off. Yeah, right? and, and also Team Europe, uh, they're going to decide their picks, Patrick Harrington, and we'll get to that in the next segment when we go across the pond. Italian Open this week in Rome. Yeah, we're going to preview that. Wes Reynolds has got the, uh, the first look at the Italian Open. Also, there was a historic three-peat in golf last week. Not sure if you heard about it. We'll tell you about that next <laughs> here on Long Shots. The world's number one rated golf betting show. Brady Cannon on vacation this week. Matt Eumanns, Wes Reynolds. Thanks to Mackenzie Kramer of ESPN. Back here in a couple minutes as Wes Reynolds takes us across the pond.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back to Long Shots on VCN Sports Betting Network. Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds, as I called him, no stress. Wes had both players who were in the playoff in the BMW Championship last week. Let's see if you can do it two weeks in a row. How about hitting a winner across the pond, Wes? Take us to the Italian Open. Yeah, we're going to try to do just that and just a recap from last week. The Omega European Masters was in Switzerland. Boy, talk about, everybody talks about Bryson hitting a couple unfortunate shots. I don't think anybody was more unfortunate than Bernd Wiesberger, who had a one-shot lead on the 72nd hole, hit it into the fairway bunker off the tee, just needed par, and that would have put him in points position to make Team Europe for the Ryder Cup, where Wiesberger has never made the Ryder Cup team, although he has eight European Tour wins, 12 worldwide. What does he do? He hits his approach into the water and makes double bogey. Loses to 20-year-old Rasmus Hoygaard, who's just, as I mentioned, 20 years old. He's already won three European Tour events within the last nine months, so Hoygaard gets the win. Both those guys are in the field this week for the Italian Open, which will be at Rome. And speaking of Ryder Cup, the Marco Simone Golf and Country Club will be the host of the 2023 Ryder Cup in Rome. So, top end of the field right now, Matt Fitzpatrick and Tommy Fleetwood would both be on the team on the European points list. Last chance to make an impression to Captain Patrick Harrington. I didn't overweigh that in my handicapping really necessarily here this week. Uh, uh, a lot of veteran European names. Uh, Henrik Stenson, 30-1 to 1 is here. He has not had a top 10 finish in an official event in two years. Now he's got two back-to-back in consecutive weeks. So what I went with this one, and this has been on the European Tour basically since its inception. 72-68, par 71. Uh, not a lot of trees. Uh, usually you get a 
tree line course in Italy, but not a lot really here this week, but plenty of water on the layout. So uh, guys I went with, and I'll go real quick with this, Antoine Rosner, who we hit at the Cutter Masters earlier this year, one of the best in terms of strokes gained off the tee, and I really weighed that because we don't really have a lot of history this year. So I wanted guys that can drive the golf ball, not only with length, but with accuracy. Rosner at 40-1. to Francesco Molinari, 40-1. to He's been out of form this year, but he shot 64 last weekend, actually in the second round in Switzerland. And, you know, I think he might get motivated here. I think he knows that he's not going to make a return to the Ryder Cup team. So Molly Wood with Tommy Fleetwood are not going to be reunited, but he'll put some focus on this one. Thomas Peters, good power game, I think, matches up here. 45-1, to I think, is a very fair price. Beef. Beef Johnston, 70-1. to Only 11 tournaments this year, but he's had some solid results. Two top tens, a fourth in the Canary Islands, ninth in the Irish Open. Was actually sixth through 36 holes last weekend, but kind of faded away in Switzerland. But I think he could rebound here. Laurie Cantor, 90-1. to uh, Leads this week's field for strokes gained off the tee. An Englishman who's an absolute bomber and then another bomber. Danny Van Tonder out of South Africa, 100-1. to One of the tops in strokes gained off the tee. Is Van Tonder longer than Bryson off the tee? Uh, he is not, but a couple of these South Africans, Wilco Neenaber, I think that, might be the guy that you're thinking of very thinking long. Of. Also, Gary Kigo, who yeah. both you and I have hit a future on this year. Very big hitters. A lot of good young he talent out of South Africa. Than, uh, Bryce yeah, yeah, he has been in the past for sure. Times, yeah. Yes. All right, Wes, uh, you have five European Tour Futures wins this year. I do, but I haven't had one since early June, so I've been in a little bit of a slump. So no time like the present to get out of that. Where's the beef? Andrew Johnston at 70-1 to Mm -hmm. uh, this week, one of your plays in uh, Italy. Hey, the uh, Westgate Superbook Golf Tournament was held over the weekend. Jay Cornegay does a great job. Mm -hmm. I want to give him props on this show, and the Westgate has been a sponsor on uh, Long Shots. He does a great job hosting a golf tournament. He's had this Superbook Contest uh, weekend, Super Contest weekend golf tournament for several years now. And this is the first time a team has three-peated, Wes. It's, it's historic. The, v, the V-SIN team uh, pulled off the three-peat over the weekend. Uh, I, I put together a team of John Lyons from Lyons Physical Therapy in Las Vegas, uh, Joel Kajowski of Southern Highlands Golf Club, and John D. Simone, who's a, a friend of ours and who's been on VSIN. Brent Musburger brought him in studio. Yes. Uh, the first year we were on the air. John and Jody were able to escape Canada. They've been locked yeah. in their home country for about a year and a half, so came in. Matt Humans, by the way, knows how to draft golf teammates here because John Lyons and Joel Kajowski, really good players. I have to give those guys a lot of credit. Like you said, I'm kind of like Gary from Gary's Old Town Tavern. In Cheers, yes, yeah. when he drafted Kevin McHale to be on the basketball team against uh, <laughs> Sam Malone's loser team that he put together because Cheers always got beat Did in Carla that play competition. Point guard? What's that? Carla played point Carla guard? did not, uh, but they had Norm, and he ran down the floor, I think, one time, and he was totally out of gas. <laughs> so uh, basically like me when I play basketball. All right, Wes, uh, we're going to talk – about the Ryder Cup next. I know that's one of your favorite topics in uh, our major imp- implication segment. We have no more majors, unlike 2020 when we had the Masters to look forward to in November. We do have the Ryder Cup. It's right around the corner. We're going to break that down. Wes Reynolds going to handicap the U.S. and uh, European teams, and we'll look at the numbers for the Ryder Cup and the fall schedule on the PGA Tour with, hey, two stops in Vegas. We'll talk about that next.
All right, welcome back to Long Shots. It's the South Point Sportsbook. Matt Humans on West Reynolds. Brady Cannon on a well-deserved vacation this week. And the PGA Tour is going to take a little time off after the Tour Championship this week, Wes. What do we have to look forward to, aside from the Ryder Cup? We'll talk about that in a minute. On the fall schedule in golf, because we got a couple stops in Vegas. Mm, yeah, we certainly do here. Uh, and we had those last year. Of course, the CJ Cup was at Shadow Creek. And then the usual event that we have at TPC Summerlin for the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open. So that is going to be the Shriners Open on October 10th. And then we're going to have the CJ Cup. It will not be at Shadow Creek this year. Uh, I'd be interested to get your review on this course. Have you ever played the Summit Club in I Summerlin? I have not. The Summit Club's very exclusive club. Uh, I know that Brady Cannon was invite, uh, invited to play out there once, and he said it's you know phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's obviously a first-class play, so it's going to be cool to see that on TV. Yeah, absolutely. So we're back-to-back here in Las Vegas. The Zozo is going to be returning to Japan. It was at the Sherwood Country Club out in Thousand Oaks last year. The WGC event, which was going to be Halloween weekend in China, looks like it is going to be canceled. So you do have these fall series events, and, and that's it is kind of an interesting handicap, even though you don't have a lot of the big names week in and week out, because you get a lot of these guys off the Corn Ferry Tour. And by the way, the Corn Ferry Tour finals also going on right now. So guys trying to wrap up their PGA tour card so you get a lot of those guys that's like okay some of the big guns rom and rory and bryson they're taking off this week i need to be in that field and pick up those fedex cup points so i can stay out on tour so you know the fall schedule i know it gets swallowed up because of football and then as we get into basketball in november but these are important events and these are going to pay out full fedex cup points and full exemptions and masters invitations other major spots on the line so these are still important events and some weeks we will have a TV show on long shots and some weeks we'll have a podcast our short shots but we will be covering all these events in the fall all right let's talk about the Ryder Cup there's different ways to bet this raise a trophy the three-way points result if you look at the three-way result at the Westgate Superbook USA minus 190 Europe plus 225 and a draw 12 to 1 uh, how would you look to bet the Ryder Cup right now without knowing how the teams are going to be set up, which obviously you want to know that? Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to bet Team USA here, but I don't want to lay 190 you necessarily. You can actually lay 177 at Circa, Yeah, that's better for you. Yeah, so I would be looking to see, okay, if we want to do raise the trophy or maybe win outright, because I do think the talent, if you look at Team USA right now, 12 spots on both teams, six of them are spoken for for Team USA. So these are the guys already on that clinch via points. Colin Marikawa, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay. Those spots are spoken for. Steve Stricker, about this time next week, actually on Monday, will make six captain's picks. And you would think, like I mentioned earlier, Tony Finau, Xander Schauffele, Jordan Spieth, you would think would be locks on mm-hmm. the team. So then you get down to those last three spots and who's kind of in that mix. Harris English, who's had his career year on the PGA Tour. you got to think he's never been on a Ryder Cup team. Maybe Stricker is going to want to reward this guy for such a great year. Patrick Reed even though he wasn't very good in Paris, has been pretty good in the rider of your other Ryder Cup, but is he healthy and does he feel well, was battling that bout of pneumonia and whatnot. So he's in the mix. Daniel Berger, who I think has been Mr. Consistency. Webb Simpson, a Ryder Cup veteran. And then you got some rookies down there. Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns, Jason Kokrak has never been on a Ryder Cup team. Kevin Kisner, is this finally his year? He's such a good putter, at least, and you need mm-hmm. to have good putters in the Ryder Cup. And then people are still making the case for Phil Mickelson. 
granted, he did win a major here at the BGA Championship, but if you put Phil on this team, you've got to sit him at least a couple matches. You absolutely cannot play him in the alternate shot because he is too erratic off the fairway, and if you play him with somebody, even if you played him with like a Colin Marikawa who's the best in the world with the irons, he's putting Marikawa in jail. I don't care how good you are with the irons, mm-hmm. so I don't expect that Phil is going to make that team, but I think from a talent standpoint, Team USA is going to be loaded. Let me run down Europe real quick because they have two different points lists. They have a European points list and a world points list. Top four on the European points list right now are John Rahm, Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton, Rory McIlroy. You would expect those guys to be on the team anyway, even if they weren't on the points list. Then you flip to the world points list. Victor Hovland, Paul Casey, Matt Fitzpatrick, Lee Westwood, Shane Lowry. So those are the nine right now. And then Patty Harrington's got to make three captain's picks. You would think Sergio Garcia is at least going to be one of those captains picks who, by the way, really played well last week at the BMW, played his way into the top 30 to get into the tour championship. So we shall see uh, what these captains picks are going to be, but team Europe's in a little bit of a transition. Some of these guys that have been such mainstays have kind of played their way off the team, like the Justin Roses and the Henrik Stensons mm-hmm. and the Martin Keimers. And Stenson has disappeared. Yeah, even though he's got two good finishes, but but he's been basically nowhere for the last two years, so you look, Henrik Stenson, Justin Rose, another guy. Some of these guys and some of these guys on the precipice of success like Matt Wallace haven't been able to kind of cross that line and really win consistently on either the European or PGA Tour. So Europe's in a little bit of transition. I know it's hard to bet against these guys because they get up for the Ryder Cup and you just trust their process. They play because, well as a team, right? Yes, absolutely. There's a lot more chemistry, I yeah. think, on that team too because it's almost like, you know, we want to be our do our patriotic duty and root for Team USA, but then you look at the Europeans and kind of how they approach, and they're so relaxed and so casual, and it's like, our guys are a bunch of jackasses, and those guys mm. are cool. I want to mm. hang out with those guys. They're so laid back. They're so classy, whether it's in victory or in defeat. But, you know, our guys kind of are at each other's throats sometimes. So, uh, But I think the talent is at least going <laughs> to overwhelm that. Uh, that's because you have some big egos, oversized egos yes. on the U.S. team a lot of times, right? Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how Steve Stricker pairs these guys. I think he's got a couple pairings that are probably already set. I think Colin Mar- or I think uh, Xander Schauffele, rather, is going to play with Patrick Cantlay pretty much exclusively, both in four ball and four sims, uh, both Southern California guys. I would anticipate Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth mm-hmm. going out together. Of course, they are lifelong friends. Uh, if you don't watch, whenever they're in contention, they always show that picture of them as little junior golfers you know and in the matching red shirts and white hats they they beat that point to death but those guys are probably going to team so it's like who do you team with Bryson DeChambeau here who do you team with uh, Brooks Kepka? who do you team with Dustin Johnson Uh, Colin Marikawa is the best iron player in the world so you want to put him with a really good driver of the golf ball so maybe that's Bryson DeChambeau well that's why you have to make tough decisions as a captain right Mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes you call it right, sometimes you call it wrong. We'll see how things work out for the U.S. Ryder Cup team. But I'm with you. I think the U.S. team's far more talented yes. here. And I'm looking at that side, too. Usually I look to fade the U.S. in the Ryder Cup, but not this time, I don't think. 
By the way, I watched that European Tour event last week in the Swiss, Swiss Alps. What an awesome setting. In yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I'm like, why don't these guys play on that tour more? Those are beautiful golf courses. Like, all the American courses sometimes kind of look the same because they don't have those picturesque settings. But beautiful tournament there in Switzerland. Did you ever see the Clint Eastwood movie, The Iger Sanction? Yes. Yeah, that was setting in the Swiss Alps, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was yeah. a very beautiful setting there for the European Masters. Uh, I wish these guys would play more of these European Tour events. Love watching that yeah. very early on Sunday morning. Yeah, late night golf on the Golf Channel on the European Tour. Wes Reynolds, five European Tour wins. Back in a minute here on Long Shots. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, this is the match play segment of Long Shots. Uh, Brady Cannon taking the week off. He's on vacation. And Brady told me, quote, I'm on to football. He's done. No more golf plays like for Brady the, Cannon. The, how very uh, Belichickian of, of Brady on Cannon. On to Cincinnati. There. We're on to Pittsburgh. Yeah. We're on to Miami. On so, to golf uh, plays. Yeah. We're on to football season for Brady Cannon. You I'm and I are on to golf 365 in terms of golf, man. I'm a, a man for all seasons, Matt. And a man for soap operas, too. <laughs> yes. A man for a lot of random yeah. crap that nobody cares about, but that's what makes me me. All right. So there are different ways to bet this event this week. The Tour Championship at East Lake Golf Club in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, Wes, this is going to be a tougher test, much tougher test for the players than what we saw last week at the BMW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, faster greens here. This is uh, these used to be bent grass greens, but now they're mini verd Bermuda. So twelve and a half on the stint meter, uh, sixty three hundred square feet on average. You don't want to miss the fairways. Rough can be relatively penal here. If you look at the winning scores, and uh, and I did mention that with Mackenzie Kramer, who was on with us earlier. If you remember, I think it was 2007 when Tiger Woods shot 23 under.
calendar when he mm-hmm. won here at 257. This is, of course, a par 70, about a little over 7,300 yards. And then Reese Jones renovated the course. This is a Donald Ross design, so it does have those mow-off, uh, you know, those mowed runoffs in the collection areas where you have back-to-front pitches pretty much on every single green. So, you know, you get some pure iron shots here. They could roll off or roll off the back of the green or really the front of the green. So you got to be careful here. This is not an easy course. The the winning score here, Rory McIlroy was 267 here two years ago when he ended up overcoming that deficit and winning the FedEx Cup at 9-1. to Dustin Johnson, 269, won the FedEx Cup, but the lower 50 or the low 72 hole score rather was Xander Shoffley at 265 15 under par so you're not going to see I think what we saw last week where these guys are shooting 27 under despite the fact that their negative strokes gain approach like Bryson DeChambeau uh, yeah it was just crazy uh, that you had guys right behind them that were playing so well Sun JM uh-huh. I thought was playing very well Sergio Rory McIlroy all these guys that were like 20 21 under and it's like these guys aren't even close so you're not going to I think see that low of scoring this week and kind of the stats that I looked at I looked at ball striking because distance I think is mitigated here mm-hmm. this is not a bomb and gouge course you do not have to be super long here you can be a really good ball striker a really good approach guy so I use strokes gain ball striking I use T to green I also used in terms of around the greens I use bogey avoidance where John Rom leads the pack in that statistical category strokes gain putting on Bermuda so you were looking at that if you're looking at the putting then I looked at the the strokes gain par fours because this usually plays here at East Lake as a par 72 for the members, but it's only a par 70 this week because hole number one and hole number 14 are converted to long par fours that are actually par fives for the members. So you look at the strokes gain par fours and who's at the top of the list, John Rahm there uh, with uh, Rory McIlroy just behind. So Rahm really stood out in terms of a lot of these categories He's right up there in ball striking, tee to green, par four, bogey avoidance. So, that was actually the uh, first play I made. And I, you know, I only, it's only four to one and I don't play the, those type of features. I don't play really shorter type odds guys, but he was the only one I bet to win the tour championship. Mm-hmm. He is going to start at six under par. So he's four back. But if you look at how well he's playing, could have made an argument that he really should have won the Northern trust. Although we're happy that our man top 10, Tony became number one, Tony and won that event and kind of broke, got that monkey off his back, that five-year drought in terms of a PGA tour win. But John Rahm, I thought was the best player in the field that week and probably should have won It was until the back nine on, on yeah, Monday. Yeah, he made right? two bogeys in the last four holes. So, uh, you know, I think maybe he wraps it up. He's over the second bout now with COVID. So, uh, you know, he's back right now, and I think just raring in the form. So I think Patrick Cantlay and Finau and DeChambeau are absolutely passable, the three players that are ahead of him on that leaderboard with the staggered strokes format that start out on Thursday. So John Rahm, I bet to win the Tour Championship, but most of my action here is going to be in the 72-hole market, which you can find at various books. I know some books here in Las Vegas didn't price it, but I thought that was really the only way to get some value down the board. And Rory, I didn't quite get the first number. It got hit a little bit, but Rory McIlroy, 11-1 in the 72-hole market. Kind of looks like he's turning the corner a little bit. He was fourth last week in Baltimore. Of course, we know he's been working on the swing changes with his uh, new coach, Pete Cowan, but Rory McIlroy is a guy that fares really well on Donald Ross designs, including right here at East Lake in Atlanta, GA. Two-time winner here, 2019 and 2016, so I thought 11-1, uh, not the best price, but still, I think, a fair price. 
Also, Scotty Scheffler, 25 to 1, still looking for that first PGA Tour win. Unfortunately, even if he is the low 72 hole scorer, this won't be the official PGA Tour win because Scotty Scheffler starts back there, 25th position at one under par. He's not going to catch these guys no. nine strokes back, but I think he could be the low 72 hole scorer. He was fifth on approach last week at the BMW. Also finished second here on debut to Xander Shoffley in terms of the low 72 hole score. So last chance also for this guy to impress Steve Stricker and be one of the captain's picks. He would be a rookie on that team if he is selected, but he's a guy that's a really consistent player. You know, he's got the goods. He just hasn't had that big moment and that big win yet, but Scotty Scheffler, 25 to one last guy I played Sergio Garcia, 40 to one for the 72 hole market. No surprise that he is rallying here late because we know whatever you think of Sergio Garcia, you could at least respect his passion in terms of the Ryder Cup and making that Ryder Cup team, obviously, who is his hero as most European golfers, Seve Ballesteros, the ultimate Ryder Cup competitor for the European team. So, of course, uh, he is rallying here. He was T6 last week at the BMW. It was his first top 10 since April. Sergio Garcia and Eric Von Royen were the two guys that played their way into the top 30 last week at the BMW. The two guys, unfortunately for them, that fell out were Charlie Hoffman and Max Homa. So, Sergio making that rally. Look, I think he's probably going to be a captain's pick anyway. Patrick Harrington and he have a lot of his Street, former partners in the Ryder Cup event. And also remember Harrington did beat him in that playoff in the Open Championship all those years ago. So Sergio, I think, is going to be on the team. But I would expect him to go well this week. He's got a couple top tens here at Eastlake. Well, since you mentioned Seve Ballesteros, I know you wanted to talk about the VSIN team that had the historic three-peat in the Westgate yes. Superbook Golf Tournament last week. It was the first time ever a team's won three years in a row, and also the lowest score in the history of the tournament. West is sixteen under fifty six. Do you have a Do you have yeah. a plaque at yeah, at the Westgate Superbook now to commemorate that? I don't think Jay's put one up yet, but I did want to mention that Jay Cornegay had a former pro on his team, uh, Vinny Castillo, and Vinny defeated. He outdueled Seve Ballesteros in a tournament outside Mexico City many years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, so Jay had a hired gun on his team as well. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, the. Tour championship plays for me. I'm, I'm with you here. I'm playing John Rahm. When you look at the starting strokes format, by the way, uh, the way that works, Patrick Cantley starts the week at 10 under. Tony Finau, two strokes back. Wes, I didn't look at any players who were more than six strokes yeah. back to start this. And really, six strokes is even a reach. Uh, but John Rahm's the one guy I think is most likely to get there. And I'm four to one. That's beer and pizza money. I'm not going to yeah. bet a lot on this tournament. As you stated, and uh, you put it up on Twitter, this is the worst golf betting event of the year with the starting strokes format. So you might want to look at the 72-hole uh, board that's up at uh, BetMGM. Tony Finau, right there I said two strokes back at 7-1. to one. I guess he's playable. Justin Thomas at 22-1. to one. Sam Burns at 45-1. to one. But I think I'll play Sam Burns at 28-1 to one mm-hmm. on the BetMGM market. Uh, because he's a six-stroke gap is a lot to make up. Sam Burns is one of those guys, too. Don't rule him out for the Ryder Cup team, necessarily. Six captains picked. Mm-hmm. He has been playing very well this year and, yeah. and has been knocking on the door, has had a lot of close calls, and then finally broke through earlier this year. He's a guy, because you're so talented at the top of the board, 
maybe Steve Stricker takes a chance on a couple young, on a yeah. young guy or two, and Sam Burns could be one of those guys. Put Sam Burns in there, lead Patrick Reed off the team. <laughs> You're saying lead Patrick, lead Patrick and Justine at home, right? So, uh, yeah, I, and, and I'm curious about how Patrick Reed, because we always say he so nails in the Ryder Cup, but in Paris he was not nails, and he kind of rolled over on his team in the team room. So that did not go swimmingly for Mr. Reed. No, it didn't. All right, I've got seven futures won this season. Matchup record 10 and 5. I did have DJ over Spieth last week mm-hmm. as a matchup play. DJ finished 20 under. Uh, Wes, if you had told me that before the week, I'd think, man, he's got a good shot to win the tournament. Yeah. Seven strokes behind yeah. Bryson and Cantley. At the BMW. Yeah, I ended up 3-1 and one on my matchups uh, last week. Uh, the one I dropped, I believe, was by one shot. I think it was Joaquin Neiman who I had in a matchup, and he did not get home. Uh, matchup's been a little erratic this year, uh, trying to kind of figure it out. Look, we're always trying to improve our handicap, and it was actually Neiman over Lowry to drop. But had Bryson over Brooks, faded Cameron Smith off that win, and ended up getting two matchups against him. But, uh, yeah, you've had a very good year, man. I've seven, been really seven conservative. Seven with weird. the matchups too i used to yeah. play a lot more and my record was yeah uh, i didn't have that uh, i wasn't turning much of a profit so i, I cut it down i got really conservative with matchups this year yeah and yeah it's working out better for me yeah, I know it's and tough I think to I'm do gonna, sometimes i think i'm gonna have to do that too because i think kind of historically i'm a little bit better on futures and i'm a little bit better on prop type stuff yeah. whereas like i think brady cannon is better on matchups i think he's the best of the three of us uh really long term on matchups and you and i maybe a little bit more toward the future side and a little bit of the prop side so yeah that's something i think you always got to take inventory as a better what regardless of the sport and golf is uh certainly not limited to that where you got to say okay what do I do well what do I not do well change some different stats or metrics I look at so that's what we're going to be doing and and we learn as we go along and we'll have a recap here later in the season of kind of what we learn what we want to take going forward you know you mentioned Abraham answer it's good to see answer Xander Shoffley Tony Finau guys like that win here late in the season Joaquin Neiman's a guy I still think is going to is going to start winning. I've lost with him twice we're, in a We're going to keep betting these guys, Matt, yeah. because then when we jump off these guys, like Tony Finau proved a couple weeks ago, it's like, yeah. and then Xander Schauffele, obviously, at the Olympic Games. So sometimes you do got to stick with guys, and it's all about timing these guys in the market, really. It's not about, you know, okay, just, just picking a winner out of a hat. It's really the timing of this. So even if a guy burns you, don't be afraid to stick with him for a little hey, while. Hey, 25 seconds. You had some more plays you wanted to mention, right? Yeah, just a couple. Solheim Cup, uh, Nelly Corda to be the low scorer for Team USA at 9-2, and, and number one in the world, so why not? Top European scorer, Anna Nordquist, who just won the Women's Open a couple weeks ago, most experienced on that European team, 7-1. By the way, Team USA as a whole is minus $2. All right, no show next week. The next long shot show, October 5th, when the uh, tour makes a stop in uh, Las Vegas for a couple of weeks. Remember to listen to the Short Shots podcast with Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds up at vcin.com. This is vcin, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.